Thinking is hard. And welcome to ETC. My name is Josh, and this is my beautiful wife, Bailey. We have a very interesting topic for you today. Oh, yes. I, I just want to first bring up the beautiful background. I know that those who are listening cannot see it, but just imagine um, some beautiful lettering. And the beautiful C that I made. The beautiful C <laughs> is it's little, uh, he needs to eat a sandwich. Yeah, he's uh, a little thinums. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's, there's heart, there's heart put into it. Yeah. I asked if I should redo it. No, you shouldn't redo it. We're, we're going to get a sign eventually, so. Oh, yeah. But uh, today's episode is about offspring, children, (laughs) kids, having kids, kids. (laughs) you know, it's a topic that we've thought about and discussed a number of times and we've been asked about it. And I mean, young people that are married are definitely being asked about it probably pretty consistently by by your own family members. Like, oh, you got married. So when are you having kids? Yep. Big question. That's the big question. Yeah, the, the milestone after you get married is one of the kids. What am I gonna be a grandparent? Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's no not uh, for a while. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, that's the episode, everybody. That's the episode. Thanks, thanks for watching. Yeah, listening. we. Uh, I'll go ahead and add this tidbit. I guess since I said not for a while. Yeah, I think we definitely want to focus on our own stuff first. I mean, yeah, there's stuff we want to knock out before we pop out a couple of kids, a couple of juniors, career. Oh yeah. You know, especially for me, since I'm obviously going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be the one carrying it, of course. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to have to take a break after a while. So I just want to make sure that I'm like set in stone because there is that stigma where the woman goes and does her maternity leave and then like someone else replaces her. Yeah. So I want to be like irreplaceable before I have a kid, if that makes sense. So, you know, like so when I come back, I can just jump right in and be like, I didn't miss nothing. <laughs> yeah. Having kids is, is a big milestone for if an entire family not just the two that are having them like you know becoming a grandparent is something that i'm sure many mothers and fathers want it's such a it's such a human thing to you know want to have kids and have those kids be successful um or at least you'd hope that the parents would want them to be successful unfortunately that's not mm. always the case yeah i think for our generation would it be gen z slash millennial slash we're gen z slash millennial <laughs> i think we're yeah. more on the millennial side though yeah on that back so. on the back end of the millennial but the early part of the gen z i think yeah i think I don't we know, actually know the dates. for me like i it's weird i can kind of tell what part i am so like when i dress when i wear stuff like clothes i am definitely gen z like i wear very much gen z clothing like the edginess the like off the shoulder one pieces type type outfits but when it comes to like thoughts and stuff like that thinking a little i'm more on the millennial side like i very much side with my aunt who's like born in like 1982 and i know she's a millennial and i i very much have almost i wouldn't say the exact same beliefs as her but very closely i mean how would you say that gen z and millennial have different beliefs exactly i mean i Mm -hmm. I can see i can see gen z maybe being less mature because i mean you're younger but i mean that's just because they're younger and they grew up in a you know different things were popular at the time so i mean i honestly I, i personally believe that the gen z millennial generations are actually quite similar it's just that their maturity level is different. There's some difference in, in age. Clothing. So and, and with that comes It's definitely like the trend. So for millennials, they still do skinny jeans. With the Gen Zs, they do mom jeans. I personally think the mom jeans fit me way better than skinny jeans, but... Maybe that's why they took it. Yeah. They're like, oh, those skinny jeans are way overrated. Yeah, mom jeans are from like the 90s. I'm making a comeback. The na- I'm so sorry. The mom jeans are from the 80s from and the 90s. Yeah, it's definitely much. It's more of an 80s thing. But I, 
but I like them. And then the 2000s popularized the skinny jeans. Oh, and then they started popularizing the low-cut jeans. They're not oh, even yeah. high-waisted anymore. They're low-cut. Mm-hmm. So the guys wear low-waisted. I've never seen a. Well, I've never seen anyone wear high-waisted. Let's say they're like the dudes. I, I mean, I've never seen a dude wear high-waisted <laughs> jeans. Well, no. So, but like the girls, they don't. Uh, for me, I'm not going to speak for all of them, but for me, I do not like wearing low-cut jeans because I can feel all that like mid mid-stomach fat high-waisted jeans you can cover that up just like sweatpants you can pull it up like Mm -hmm. shorts you can pull it up you don't have to show any of that so anyway (laughs) that's way off on a tangent yeah we're we're talking about trends trends and fashion welcome to the fashion show you hear all the time that like millennial and gen z generations are just not having as many kids you know i mean mean, with all the the doom and gloom of of the news and stuff it's yeah i can see that being a reason why oh i terrified uh, they're terrified. Um, yeah terrified of the future and not you know being scared to bring life into the planet that you know they can't support and stuff like yeah. that yeah so. there's just so much going on right now that i'm just like i'm uncertain if i want to do that i know i want to in the right. future but right now absolutely not and that's it's already stressful just thinking about thinking about us two living in it why bring someone else into I mean, that craziness as well yeah. right now it's kind I, of i mean we're not here to tell you what when you should or should not have have kids we're just expressing I guess how we feel about it you can have your own thoughts about it too and right. you can also share them with us too because we we like hearing different points of view and you know all that fun stuff <laughs> okay so i've got a tiktok here okay so let me go ahead and put the tiktok up if you are listening you probably will not see it but we'll, we'll make a we'll make a link to it so you can watch it but you'll at least be able to hear it oh. these ungrateful shits millennials or whatever it is so her video was in response as a support video to this one here another gen xer saying when you work two jobs to give them everything and they reply i raised myself it's obviously a very hurtful sentiment especially someone working two jobs and the comments which are now turned off were filled of disparaging remarks from millennial and younger saying yeah actually you know what we did raise ourselves there was plenty of emotional support that needed to be given and we had to find it ourselves you do not get that credit I wanted to make this video not to try and chastise Gen X and older generations about their parenting styles and their lack of emotional intelligence when raising their children, but as a testament to the new generation of parents that are coming out right now. Most of us have had at least one or two toxic parents tell us that the only thing that I owe you is food, shelter, and clothing. Get it together and deal with it yourself. I'm sure there's a few outliers in Gen X and baby boomers, and I applaud you for being the minority in that, but millennial parents do not think that that's enough. Older generations will use the excuse, well, I didn't get it when I was a kid, so you're not getting it now, as a reason for their incompetence. Millennials feel like that is a cop-out. Millennials feel it is their responsibility as a parent to provide their child with the information that would best serve them. After all, they are our children, and we want the best for them. So I want to take this moment to applaud any parent who is making the steps to end generational trauma. Any parent who is putting emotional needs on that list of priorities needed to raise a child. To the parents that are struggling on where to get started to be that parent for your kid, sometimes just validating how they feel can be the most powerful tool. Your kids are going to find someone to be there for them if you're not. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> well, what do I you mean, think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, just because you didn't receive those emo- the emotional support that you probably needed doesn't mean you know the next generation shouldn't suffer should suffer yeah i they mean it's it's suffer. not like 
you know, hey, that that's already done and gone. Like you not providing emotional support for that generation is it, already happened. What are you going to do now? <laughs> I just like it makes me laugh. <laughs> really? Yeah, it makes me angry. So Oh, it makes you angry it makes laugh. Me so, yeah, it makes me so mad. I don't think that those people should have kids. Sorry. No, it's too late. It's too late. They already did it. And it leaves like mental trauma on. I mean, not just that, but like it'll. On it, them forever. It, it, it can create more parents that are like, like them and, oh and don't provide gosh, yeah. that mental support that their children need. Like you said, it doesn't need to be, you need to be a therapist. You don't need to go to therapy school. You just like, hey, how you feeling, bud? Yeah, like treat them with courtesy and respect. Like if they're having a bad day, you don't just go, oh, oh that's well, too that's bad. All right, like, you're going to come on the lawn? Yeah, like, oh, that's too bad. Or like, oh, that's life. Like, yeah, that don't you, you hate huh? that? Like, I personally just hate work harder. I personally hate when I'm told, oh, that's life. You'll, like, that's just how life is. Like, that doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. You know, that's like the worst response to give someone is like when you're having a bad day or when something happens that you didn't expect to happen. It's like, oh, that's life. Okay, well, what about a different response? Can we talk about the different responses that you may be able to get? I mean, it, it may be a situation that you can't change, but you don't need to tell it to your kid in a way that like, hey, look, um, your life is going to be horrible and you just got to deal with that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I mean, life, it is, have life to is difficult. I mean, unless you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, life is going to be challenging. Well, life is going to be challenging at times. It's not a great mindset to have to be told like oh that's life because then now you're gonna have this whole mindset of like oh my life is always gonna have issues yeah. and you know difficult paths that i have to take it's not always like that it will be like that sometimes but it will not be like that always i had the personal view that like i need to make the best of any situation good or bad even though many situations i encounter will be bad i mean i'll make the best of it um, and I, I think that's a good thing to, to share with, with kids. They, hey, look, you're going to run into difficulties, but it's how you deal with them that, that you need to focus more on than the difficulty itself. Yeah, I you agree. Know, like, how are you going to respond to a to a bad situation and not so much you just need to deal with it? Like, hey, hey, here's the appropriate response for a poor situation. You know, take a minute, assess the situation, and then go for something. Well, and that's another thing, like getting kids to respond to things. And also going as the next topic, getting people or kids, I guess, getting kids prepared for their own life, being able to, you know, take care of yourself as well at times, like remembering your stuff, remembering like for you, you know, it's not always going to be your parents telling you, hey, you have a, a game tonight and you need to bring this, this, this and this. Yeah, It's going to be at times probably like for us i would like to say middle school like seventh or eighth grade where i'm gonna be like hey you need to keep track of your stuff you need to keep track of your stuff like this is around the time where you need to start learning at least you know a little bit of what's the word i'm looking for your schedule your responsibilities responsibilities yeah you need to learn a little more about your responsibilities so we actually have another tiktok to watch and this one's basically where a dad had dropped his son off for band practice school i think he's taking him to school i think or, he was no, taking was him to band, band practice it was to band practice, and he forgot yeah. all of his stuff and so he went to his house three different times because he had for what what forgotten his lunch we'll just show you okay listen before i even get going i want to make it clear i'm going to be talking some shit about my son he's 12 and yesterday yesterday i went back and forth to his school three different times because he kept forgetting things. I was dropping him off for track in the morning. He goes, track. Oh, I forgot my band uniform. Can you get it for me? I got you. He said he'd text me exactly what he needed. He didn't text Ooh. me. 
So I got him what I thought he needed. He sends me a text after he retrieves the item, says, Dad, you didn't bring me my black socks. Oh, my boy, I'm sorry. So I brought him his black fucking socks. Then, he's at his little event. I'm reviewing the email. The kid was supposed to bring a lunch because he was going to miss his school lunch block. So being the incredibly awesome dad that I am, ran to Starbucks, grabbed him a delicious sandwich of some kind, delivered it to the event for him. Stop clapping. I know how good I am. But today, today was the straw that broke the dad camel's back. Let's get into it. Can you drop me off some money? What do I look like? A dollar bill Sherpa? <laughs> Ten bucks. I wanted to come up a little strong at first. Sorry, dude. But I can't get there today. Even though I could. This dude comes at me. You can't even drop off money at like one to two. It's like, do you, do you know my schedule? You know what's really funny? We're watching the rest of this video live right now because I don't remember this. We didn't watch it all. We didn't, we watch, didn't it all. watch We stopped it watching it. We kept it for right now. Yeah. We actually stopped We didn't it get to the money it. part. We didn't get to the money we part. We did not get to the money part. And yeah. I, I'm about to... <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. I'm just going to let it go. Yep. Okay. Bro, do you have like access to my calendar? I'm working at Wicked Bold today, my dude. Ooh. You know, our Heard family business. Around. Heard of it? It's also for snacks, the color run. So I'm not hungry the entire time. Don't tug at my heartstrings. Don't. That is ineffective to me. But obviously my great dad. So I left it at the office. But also wanted to just dabble a little shit talk. And if you need anything else, please don't hesitate to reach out to me so I can get it to you immediately. I'm now going to go home and sit on the couch awaiting your next need. Nice. So, <laughs> that's well, a no for me, I dog. Mean, well, I mean, like, so... The first time, absolutely. Like, if if, if our child forgot their lunch, like, I would absolutely ask. Course. First time, If, if I was the boss, I would go. But if, obviously, if I had a boss, I would be like, hey, I, I got to stop by the house my son slash daughter left their lunch at home and they're they're texting me the school just called me and asked me to bring it i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna bring it to them oh yeah but then if they're taking advantage of me having the time to do something nice for them and be there for them and be like hey drop me off money hey drop me off this yeah my black socks things that are my like minuscule things that they don't really they need but the things that could have been prevented things that they could have planned for like socks you should have grabbed those on your way out yeah money you could have asked me this morning when i dropped you off why where were these things this morning that you could have talked to me about what were you thinking earlier you know and i'm not trying to make it sound like they didn't have other things on their mind because they're 12 they have tons of things on their mind they have tons of things going on yeah they're changing they're 12 they got a lot they got friends activities school itself yeah but it's just the fact that they it's like the irresponsibility for me and kind of the disrespect for me that was some disrespect For, there. That was disrespectful. Like, that's disrespectful to him and his time. He He's at work. Yeah. He can't just be, like, at your beck and call and be like, right. all right, I'm on my way every time, yeah. you know? You get busy. Parents are always busy. But I don't think that disrespect comes from nowhere. I think for most kids, I mean, kids are, are their own people and they can make their own decisions and they have, you know, free will and all that. But their actions and their disrespect don't just come from nowhere. You know, you don't. You don't raise a kid that's respectful and, and kind, and then suddenly they snap. There's another thing I want to talk about. <laughs> so when parents um, disrespect their kid, and then the child cannot disrespect them back. 
let me kind of like dive into that a little bit deeper. So let's say like the mom or dad, whatever, says something kind of snarky and not very nice to the son or daughter. Well, of course, the son or daughter at, you know, 12, yeah. 13 would say something back, they but they hurt. get in trouble for it. Yeah, they're hurt. They they should have yeah, the opportunity to say hurt, back. Like, I mean, they're hurt. And from what they've seen from their parents, the appropriate way to get back or to defend themselves is to be snarky back. Well, and that also, it's just like a full circle. Like they can't say anything back now so in their later life in their later years they're gonna let it slide they're gonna let things slide they're not gonna talk about it and it's all gonna, like it just it all makes sense it makes sense it's all gonna yeah. build up in their brain well, and yeah. they're not gonna want to tell anyone anything like let's say now they're with a boyfriend or a girlfriend and their girlfriend or boyfriend says something mean to them they're going to keep it inside because if they say something back, they know they're going to get in trouble for it. There's not proper communication. There's no proper communication. Be that, be that they t- in turn be sassy back or they don't say anything. It's like kind of emotional abuse a little bit because well, they don't have the opportunity to express themselves. So now they're just keeping it in. Well, it is emotional abuse, emotional abuse I'd say. It's, it's not fair. Of, yeah. To them, you know, they have their thoughts too. They should be able to, to tell their parents like, hey, that was really hurtful. Yeah. But instead, some parents respond as... I don't care. I'm the parent here. Yeah, I'm the or adult. Some, yeah, I'm like not narci- your friend. It's like narcissist and it's awful. Yeah. I and mean, that's a lot of our generation actually. Yeah. I mean, and the parent a parent is not necessarily supposed to be your friend, but your no. parent is supposed to be someone that you can turn to in time of crisis or need or you know, you just need someone to talk to. Yeah. Like you I know. know for me like my mom was someone I could always turn to, whether there was because as as all kids do and as all parents do, they always they have issues with their like family sometimes or like parent has issues with the child but I always knew that I could go to my mom for anything whether there was an issue or not there's someone that I could that I could talk to and that in turn helped me be able to help others as well it's kind of unfortunate when people have kids and their their emotional intelligence is not in a position that they can you know hear their kids out yeah you know they don't they may not they may not see their their kids as you know individuals even which sounds extreme but i mean in the very base of it if you aren't listening to what your kid is saying it's because you don't respect them as a as a person all right so let's get into the more juicy stuff juicy (laughs) yeah so do we want kids i mean i'd say yes yeah like at the beginning of this episode of course i i expressed that i do want children but obviously not right now i think our decision to to wait could be a good thing or a bad thing I think it's a good thing because if I like personally for me, I think that it would be a good thing because we would have more money for them. If we were to have kids now, we would be low on funds and we wouldn't be able to (laughs) sign them. We wouldn't be able to sign them up for anything they wanted to do. So like I work at an after school program. You work with kids. I work with kids. I also know how much it is to have a kid to put their child in something that they want to do like sports and after school and all these things. Summer camp. I mean, summer camp here in Florida is $167 a week, a week. And after school is 83. After school is like half the time of summer camp, by the way. So they're not really there with us for a long time, but there's still that amount of money you have to pay each week. And, and even if there are weeks that you have off, you still have to pay. Like even for spring break, for um, Christmas. oh Christmas, Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, you still have to pay for the week you're not even there. It still comes out of your paycheck. So for I me, a lot of places do that. Ever since I started Daycare. working at this at at this after school, I have 
definitely changed my mind. Like at first I was like, ah, I want to have kids by like 25, 26, 27. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, I'm thinking 30, yeah. <laughs> maybe 31. You know, 30s is not a bad time to have kids because you don't have to be in your 20s to be all put together. You can be in your 30s, still be working on yourself and working towards things that you want and then you have kids. Yeah, I think it's important to like if you're going to say to that you want to have kids later, it can be important to have like have something that, oh, once we reach this, then we can have kids. Because otherwise we might just be saying, oh, we'll have kids later. Oh, we'll have kids later. Oh, we'll have kids later. And then by the time you try and have kids, it's like, oh, um, it's going to be really hard or <laughs> you can't have kids. I'm sorry. Oh, my you know, gosh. that sort of thing. So yeah. I, I think it's important to set um, like a flag to meet. Like, kind of like you said, being in a position where, in a position with my career that I can support that. In my mind, I have later. And also in my mind, I have, I should set, I should set a, uh, you know, a goal to reach. So do we have any names picked out? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So something I talked to Josh about was um, neutral names. So not knowing the gender until the day of is something that we've briefly talked about. I still want some sort of like, a party a shower yeah, a baby, a baby shower. shower and we would have what it, what was that tiktok we saw where it was like people don't bring things that are pink or blue they bring oh, things yeah. that you need yeah they like bring diapers you stuff and, that you actually need like, because they don't know the gender things. it's and they're not going to bring you baby clothes unless yeah. it's like gender neutral baby clothes which is not i'd say probably not as common but honestly i think at this point we should be past the whole color thing oh you mean I, as a society or just as you a society as an, oh okay yeah i mean yeah the pink and blue color so um yeah so i'll go ahead and read off some of the names we have so oh they are they are very neutral we have scout which i think is my one of my favorite mm, it's okay i know he's not a big fan of that one i think that is so cute and i one of the more famous tiktok moms has her daughter named scout and i thought that was really cool too because that's always been a name in the back of my head that i liked so it was cool to see like that it doesn't have to be a boy name so lane Kyler, Sage. I know you're not a big fan of Sage. Sage is a little. Mm. I've met a boy named Sage. It's I've also much. met a girl named Sage too. I think that when it comes to us having kids in the future, there are some things that they need to learn how to do, or they need to experience, like yeah. dating in high school. Oh yeah, that's, that's a big one. I've also known some of my friends who have not. They did not date in high school. And now they're trying to fantastic and they're trying to date in college and it's like a show right now like them them trying to date in college is everyone wants to hook up in college you know like high school is where you can kind of see what you like about boys and girls see what you don't like and then find someone that fits all the areas that you do like you know i mean sometimes and like obviously some people have quirks and stuff but you can get over those everyone's got their own quirks so i mean yeah i think high school is an important time um i think it's not a time to find your soulmate despite the fact Absolutely. that we kind of found each other right after high school we found each other two days after we graduated high school i wouldn't say we met in high school i f- feel like we met like, after yeah literally after like right, right after. after but i think high school is an important time to learn how to date really and it's a good time for parents to to give advice on on dating when you're of that age you're not thinking oh i'm only dating i'm not trying to find my soulmate you're you're probably thinking oh i'm gonna love this person for the rest of my life yeah. which is where a lot of high school drama comes from yeah i think it's an important time for for kids to learn 
yeah the people that they like and, and what what they should do in a healthy relationship um but when they're when they're a toddler i think it comes down to you know the basics of like sharing being kind um understanding right and wrong you know you, you should be a good human being and then when they start going to i guess it would be like elementary and then i suppose middle school mm-hmm. it's like how to treat other people in an emotional way you know because when you're a toddler you're, you learn to treat people well in a physical way mm-hmm. because their mental capacity hasn't you know gotten to the point where they understand emotions completely they're yeah their emotions are yeah they're, they're experiencing emotions but like a thing that can yeah. happen to a three-year-old they like scrape their knee that that literally is, is the, the worst, worst thing that's ever happened to them in their entire life yeah it's the worst thing that happened. literally the worst thing because it is because that's li- they've it only been is. around for three years and if you think about it kids that are this high are experiencing an emotion that's this big for the audio listeners it's like a peanut experiencing like an elephant stepping on the peanut yeah so sadness is huge like full adult sadness but for someone that has the experience of three years like life experience of three years when they're a toddler physical understanding is important because that's the first thing that they can affect is their physical environment around them um, and they'll f- experience those emotions, but they need that experience before they get to like their elementary and middle school where they start learning emotional intelligence, where they need to understand that, hey, people have feelings. I think during the mi- elementary and more so middle school, I think they learn how to, you know, how, how to treat people that work in restaurants and stuff the most. I mean, mm-hmm. by the time they get to high school, they've already set in their ways of how they're going to treat people emotionally. Well, and that's another thing you're working in high school right if our kids work in high school they now know how to treat those workers that they're in the job right now for if they're in a job for fast food they've experienced terrible people yelling at them for something they're gonna go into a restaurant and treat them the way they want to be treated at their own restaurant i can see that yeah that's that's exactly how it is so i think i know why our name is called end of thought capacity because we talk we're supposed to be talking about kids but we do talk about everything else in between having kids and yeah being kids too the next topic we're going to talk about is kids and dealing with divorce or separate like separated mother and father yeah i think which can be a pretty spicy one trigger warning um you know a bit of a trigger warning we do have a TikTok available should we pull that up now yeah your father and I are getting a divorce. Amazing. This is great news. Um, no, I mean, I mean, our marriage is ending. Mm, as it should. As mm. it absolutely should. So, I'm, are you not sad or? Mm, sad, mm. sad, sad. No, not at all. Okay, well, if any feelings of sadness come up, I want you to know that I'm here to process those with you. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I want to ask this up front. Is it inappropriate if I throw a party <laughs> that's pretty good uh a disclaimer both of our parents have divorced no shade yes. to our parents no um you know life happens and sometimes you marry the person you probably shouldn't have married you so i think that is a very relatable thing i can't say that i was happy that my parents divorced like it, it appeared to be in that tiktok but um when i went to the the therapist the child therapist oh you went and to my, a child and therapist? my I, yeah, we did. Yeah, my brother and I did. We went to a child therapist, and um, well, no, not a, not a, excuse me, not that a child therapist, sense. but a um a marriage counselor, oh. who you know was there for us as sort of a oh child therapist. okay like parent coordinating type thing. Yeah, like okay. my my mom and my dad would go in another room, and we'd be stuck in like a game room with old games and stuff like that. Did you have to do the church parent thing? 
There was a church thing that my mom signed us up for when my dad and my mom got not freshly divorced. Well, it was very, it was actually, it was pretty freshly divorced. It was like a divorced parents type thing for kids at a church. And I can't remember what it was called. I don't remember, but it was. I didn't do that. It was just like a, kind of like a safe space with our like church members and the parents and the kids. And there would be like fun things to do. Like we would have like divorce night outs it sounds awful it really does it sounds terrible but it was it was fun to like meet other people other kids who are going through the same thing at the same time whether younger or older i didn't get a child therapist but i wish i did neither did i but we went to this lady's house and she was a counselor marriage counselor and my dad and my mom would go into the other room um, and my brother and i would be stuck in like some upstairs room with like (laughs) imagine a foosball table but like half the people are missing and there's only one ball and then you lose it on the first day or like there's like half toys and just a crap load of stuffed animals and this was uh, we didn't own any like Game Boys or anything at the time, oh, boy. or or, or smartphones. Mm-hmm. So we were bored out of our minds. So going to the marriage counselor was so incredibly boring, and I wasn't necessarily sad during that time. It's not like I was like, oh no, my parents are are separating. I was kind of relieved after they had you know separated that I wouldn't have to experience the yelling anymore. Yeah. You know, the argue. I wouldn't have to experience the arguments anymore. I, I distinctly remember a time where my parents were yelling in the room and um, I got up and I literally was like, shut up. <laughs> I love and my it. brother came in because he was crying. Like Cameron yeah. was crying. It was just not a good, it was not a good thing. And it's, and it's not any fault to either of my parents. And I, I also wasn't terribly upset that they were getting divorced i think the most upsetting thing was watching my dad from like i just i remember this like it was yesterday watching my dad drive away in his like gray xterra with our dog winston at the time you know it was it sucked like my brother and i were crying but like my mom was happy and then i realized why she was happy because yeah. all of the crap was ending and he was moving or vice versa he was moving and now the crap was done for him yeah and they had done, I'm not sure if they ever did marriage counseling. We never knew about that. They kept things pretty closed in, except that one night they were yelling. Yeah. But my mom would sleep in her bed. My dad would sleep in my brother's room. And my brother would sleep in the bed with my mom. Wow. And like it felt like my whole world was falling apart. Basically, kind of like a three-year-old where yeah. they scrape their knee. It's like you're in, you're 12 years old and you're experiencing something that involves your family and involves you so you have no idea where your life is going to go afterwards you have no clue how it's going to affect you not having both parents around so i guess you were more upset about the change in lifestyle more so than your parents actually separating i think so or the fear of change in in your lifestyle i think the fear of change and also just not having them both around like i was with my mom all the time but my dad moved to arizona right and we were freshly moving to texas like two days after he had left in his exterior with winston yeah so you know it was a complete change and he was going further and now we were going to be further apart so yeah and my dad and i when i was younger were really close at times so it was also hard to watch him go and have my brother have his person which is my mom and me lose mine if that makes any sense but then i also gained someone who could do both roles for me yeah, I think in terms of a kid being upset about their parents divorcing, I, I think that can happen more so when the kid is very close to both parents and the parents hide the the issues in their relationship from their kid. 
And so this kid has this idea that, oh, the relationship is great and they look great together. And then when suddenly, surprise, we're getting divorced, that can, you know, it's like, wait, what? It's crazy. Then, no, you guys are cool. Why are you, uh uh. I could see how that could throw a child off. But like in a a relationship where the, the children see the issues in the relationship, they may not understand them, but they see the issues in the relationship. I, I can see how kids may be may be happy that their parents are divorcing if they understand what divorce means. Yeah, and they're like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna separate. Wow, I don't actually have to hear the yelling anymore. Uh, yeah, bye, get get out of here. Yeah, scram. I mean, like I'll, I'll, I'll hang out with you later, but scram. Yeah, you know. Well, That's and there's th- that like nice thing where like the parents still are in the area, but they're separating too. Yeah, I mean, like for me, mine yeah. was it was like opposite ends Mm -hmm. but with some people their family's still around they just aren't living in the same house anymore right and i think for kids it depends on how the how the parents handled the the issues in the relationship if it was a healthy like if it appeared to be a healthy relationship to the kid then i can see that really screwing them up oh yeah but if it was if it appeared to be an unhealthy relationship pretty much the entire time or at least from what they're experienced i think in in closing a kid kind of it doesn't may not realize it but they kind of need both of those parents or at least two parent figures or at least parent parental figures besides one person yeah and when they realize that one of them may be gone or one of them may be leaving in their life that can be harmful especially if they made a good relationship with them yeah so i think even with divorce or with parents that aren't married and had a kid separating it's important to, to keep those parents in that kid's life you know because they don't completely understand what's going on they don't understand the relationship that's another thing it is not fully the child's responsibility to keep up with the parents. The parents had the child. They should also be keeping up with the child. Yeah. Parents out there, call your child, please. Oh, my gosh. I'll say even having having kids in a time like now, you know, a time that the future doesn't look super bright, raising children to be, you know, brave and strong in a time like this is a, is a powerful thing to do. I still to this day think that the COVID babies are going to be some of the smartest people ever. You think so? I think so. I think those kids are going to be some of the like They're going to go on to like most do... clean, most oh, professional. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they will they will. Cuz they've had the most time at home to kind of like and th- of course I'm thinking, you know, some of them will be a little bit traumatized because they've yeah. been inside for Germaphobes, a majority perhaps. of their entire life, but a lot of them are going to be very very smart. So that's today's episode. Um, We just wanted to talk a little bit about our experiences as kids, having kids, and then future generations having kids. So if you guys have any comments or questions or anything like that, you guys can always drop them in our Facebook and also our Instagram, as well as you guys can follow us on TikTok. And yeah, we'll see you guys on episode three, which will drop on March 20 something, maybe April. Episode three. You'll see us in episode three. We'll let you know what topic it is. All right. Okay. Bye.